Hello and welcome to another installment of CSO Executive Sessions Australia. I'm Ed Kennedy, the editor of CSO Australia, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Chris Mace, CISO for the New South Wales Public Service Commission. Chris, welcome. Thanks, Ed. It's a privilege to be here. To start, can you tell us a little about your role? Sure. So I hold the role of Chief Information Security Officer for the New South Wales Public Service Commission. I ultimately have the responsibility for establishing and maintaining the organisation's overall security strategy and to ensure the agency is in alignment with the New South Wales Government's cybersecurity policy. What can you share with us about your organisation's current goals in the cybersecurity space? My organisation takes cybersecurity extremely seriously and a key focus area for my team is to ensure we don't take the foot off the pedal and to continue driving our uplift activities across the Essential 8 program of work and other initiatives. The executive team at my organisation that I'm a part of are very well aware that staff awareness and the human element is so, so critical in security. So the plan is to continue to build upon our strong awareness campaigns and partnering with our friends at Cybersecurity New South Wales to ensure our staff and customers are safe. 2023, of course, follows a very, very eventful one for cybersecurity in 2022. How would you reflect on the year that was? So great question, Ed. Um, 2022 was a significantly challenging year for many organisations, governments and individuals in Australia and around the world. With the easing of COVID restrictions and the start of the Russian and Ukraine conflict, it has definitely seen the cyber threat landscape shift with a significant increase in cyber threats and attack. We have seen increases worldwide in cyber criminal activity, such as sophisticated and targeted social engineering campaigns, ransomware, AI-powered attacks, vulnerability exploitation, and cyber, cyber espionage. 2022 is in Australia has seen significant, significant large data breaches too, which has now shifted the focus on many organisations to ensure their systems have detection, prevention and the resource capabilities in place. The discussion about data privacy and security has really become a focus point amongst boards and executives, which I think is really a positive thing. And unfortunately, I think it's also been a, react, been a reaction due to the recent data breaches in Australia. How do you see 2023 shaping up in the months ahead for cybersecurity? I think most cyber teams are still on edge at the moment, considering the amount of cyber-related incidents over the last 12 months and the trend continuing. However, I also think Australia is extremely well-placed to handle new threats and to use technology to further enhance our capabilities, both in a defensive and offensive mode. The continued investment in cyber upskilling programs and ensuring Australia can fill the cybersecurity skills gap is extremely important. And I believe that is and will be a key focus among amongst many organisations. We are already in the middle of 2023 and, and from speaking to many security colleagues, the year is shaping up to be focused on strengthening systems, upskilling teams, um, cyber awareness, and it really investing in cyber threat detection and prevention um, systems. And as you know, Ed, cyber criminals and actors are now turning to technology such as AI and machine learning. And it's very important that organisations in Australia and around the world are well equipped with detection and prevention systems to handle that threat. And also ensuring IT teams are completing the basics, you know, such as patch management and locking down cloud environments with encryption and zero trust. 
um, organisations in the general in the general public, organisations and in the general public should make sure that the multi-factor authentication is also being used where possible. Sadly, I think we'll still continue to see data breaches occur. However, it's important that many organisations have active awareness training in place to ensure that incident management plans um, are tested there regularly too. When it comes to the Australian cybersecurity landscape, what pleases you about its present positioning? I think the federal and state government investment commitments are really important and the focus to ensure business and individuals are safe and equipped to handle security-related incidents. Cybersecurity is a national priority, so it's pleasing to see the collaboration across all levels of government, federal and state, and industry to remain committed to security. I believe the work our intelligence agencies provide is extremely important to protecting Australians and organisations. Intelligence is absolutely critical to ensure our cyber professionals are making the informed decisions for their organisation, um, whilst ensuring a proactive approach is being taken to the, to the evolving threats. It's important we continue as a nation to develop our intelligence capabilities. On the other side of the coin, what concerns you? What work do you think remains to be done? So like many other countries, um, Australia faces a, sh a shortage of skilled cybersecurity professionals. The demand for cybersecurity expertise continues to outpace the supply, making it challenging for organisations to effectively address cyber threat. Um, secondly, I think with the increasing volume and sensitivity, sensitivity of personal and business data being collected and processed, protecting privacy and ensuring adequate data protection measures are crucial. So I think government and industry need to be really crystal clear on privacy and data protection policies. Lastly, I have a great concern with AI-generated attacks and how AI in general is rapidly evolving without much regulation. I've seen, you know, voice-generated AI based on small snippets of someone speaking um, and the use of social media and AI-generated content that could potentially lure in an individual or business to provide access to third party uh, access to a third party actor because the human element has been compromised so i think it's critical that we build defense for ai ai whilst using ai to strengthen our security posture recognizing and seeking security through diversity is of course an ongoing and very worthwhile goal i understand you and your team have pursued some great endeavors in this regard chris what can you share with us about that yeah, thanks, Ed. I, th I think it's important to recognise how diverse cybersecurity is as a profession and that there is so much opportunity within the field. If you're a woman, a person with a disability, Indigenous or from a non-tech background, you can absolutely make a positive impact and be part of a growing profession. Cybersecurity requires so many different sets, different skill sets. And when you think of a typical cyber professional, some people automatically think of sitting in front of a matrix screen and as you know, Ed, you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. So the security profession has so much opportunity and to successfully bridge the skills gap, we really need to focus on attracting and maintaining all types of talent. What insights would you share with cybersecurity professionals keen to learn more from another professional in their field? 
Yes, another great question, Ed. I, I think there are plenty of ways for the security professional to continue to grow in the field. For example, I know my team are active participants in cyber community of practice events, conferences, and professional associations. Um, networking with peers and finding a mentor is also extremely important, not only to build security um, experience, but you know those other skills like leadership, management, and those interpersonal skills. So there's absolutely um, opportunity for the security professionals to grow in that in that in in the field by you know reaching out to their networks and community. And with that last question, that brings us to the end of this conversation. Thank you to those in our audience, and Chris, a special thanks to you for taking part in this chat. Thanks so much, Ed. Just as this has been a great conversation here, please keep an eye out for another instalment soon of CSO Executive Sessions Australia.